0: Welcome back to Training for Manhood. This is Dan Panetti, and uh, uh, I'm back with Gabe Boyd, and we're continuing a conversation about some of these uh, principles, uh, these five principles that uh, Gabe uses as he's training uh, boys, uh, literally boys. They're they're, they're boys in in middle school, uh, and training them about the concept of what it means to be a man. He's already shared the first one, right, Men Speak Truth. Uh, he wants to share the second one, and I, I know we're moving slow, right, Gabe, Gabe's laughing. We are moving we're like, slow. We're moving, we're moving slow, but here's it's the okay, thing: though. each each one is is important to really uh, understand uh, and to be able to dissect. And so, uh, what's what's the second principle?
1: Yeah, the second one is men serve others. Uh, now, this is this is a huge one, right? It, to me, we, we we're just talking. Uh, to me, this is this is a big one because it this this takes every effort within your being to. Uh, Put down your own pride uh, and look for ways to serve others. And always say, like, it's easy uh, for a boy to do what they've been asked to do. Amen. Right? But but part of the maturation process from boyhood to manhood, I think, is seeing a need and stepping into that need uh, before it's actually asked right. of you. So,
0: so that's actually our, our very first podcast. When I laid out what does it mean to be a man, I talked about picking up the sock. Okay, yeah, yeah right. the, the idea, and you you know you've got four kids, I've got four kids, right they, I mean, there's plenty of clothes you plenty know, all around the house, and the idea of right, I can tell my kids to go pick something up right right and and if they're you know if they're uh, obedient right and and they're a good child, right, they pick it up if they're if they're not, <laughs> they just say, you know, hey, I'm not picking it up, it's not mine, we have a whole different issue, right, but the idea of manhood is you've got to do things even if you don't want to. There's things that you just have to do that you say I don't care who sock that is I don't care how it got there it just needs to be picked up right. right now training the next generation to be able to see that and do that is really really important yes. but I tell my boys all the time right it's it's the idea of right I don't I don't walk around the house right just kind of saying hey who can do this who can do that a lot of times we just do things that need to be done right and and that's the concept of manhood right, right? you got to figure out a way to get it done you got to make it happen and so men serve right tell tell us about right why that's an important principle
1: yeah, I, I think I think the biggest reason that it's so important um, is because Scripture is always talking about just humility, right? That the, one of the greatest assets to any man is a humble heart, um, and, and to me, I think it's impossible for us to. Uh, To serve others if we're so filled with pride uh, that we can't see outside of ourselves. Uh, Because serving others does not benefit me necessarily. Uh, In most cases, serving others, almost in every case, it's going to bless somebody else. Right.
0: And it may cost me.
1: That's right. Right.
0: It may be painful. So an example. So um, my wife and I, Tricia, um, we were driving to a Bible fellowship party. And uh, and we had um, dessert to take, right? And so I picked up the you know the world's greatest dessert, right, which is bluebell ice cream <laughs> uh, to take out there. Because here's the thing: you ever you ever go like someplace and they you know people take things that like nobody ever likes, right? So my thought is always take something that at least you like, right? Because then at least you can at eat least part it. of the right, yeah. be, so, right, you know, right? Entirely self serving, <laughs> which, which we're going to get into. Anyway, so as as we're driving out there, it's so crazy. Right, But we see a car on the side of the road right, with a young girl standing next to it. You could tell she was having car problems. And as we drive past it, my wife just looks at me and she goes, really? That's all she said. Really? And I was like, what? And she goes, are you not going to stop and, and just check and ask and see if she's okay? And, and I verbalized what was in my head, which is not always the right thing to do. <laughs> right? But I verbalized what was in my head and I said, but we have ice cream. Right. Right. So if I turn around and stop, and let's say there is a problem. Right. I mean, you know, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, an hour, whatever I have to invest in this particular person, the ice cream melts. You know, and so I would right. I was right. entirely self-serving, right. right, thinking only of myself. And my wife said this one thing. She said, "If that were me by the side of the road, who would you want to stop?" Mm. And I was like, "Oh, oh, that hurts." Right. Mm-hmm. I don't just want some random person to stop who right might put my wife's life in danger you know what i mean like some like i want somebody like me who's going to do what's best for the person right so i turned around stopped it actually ended up being somebody right that we we had never met we ended up meeting this person and you know have been lifelong friends with them because really it's a weird thing right so cool so it's kind of a kind of an odd you know story but i but i thought about that concept right is just men serve and what you're talking about is men serve others right mm-hmm. not themselves that's right because right? being self-serving that's that's pretty easy it's
1: self-defeating is that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: but the idea of men serving others is right you have to be able to not only see the need right, right but you have to have a desire to go ahead and make the you know the choice uh, to sacrifice maybe something that is, you know, it may be a good thing that you're doing, but you have to sacrifice it for the needs of others, right? Right, and I think, you know, we we promote in our culture that it's okay to serve if it's kind of like a win win situation. That's right, right? Like, hey, I'll do for you, you do for me, right? And people go into marriage with that concept, right? Like, marriage is a 50-50 contract, you know, I love you, you love me, and I'm like, no, marriage is not a fifty fifty contract. Marriage yeah. is a hundred zero. Right. When I when I stood at the altar and I said, hey, Trisha, I'm going to love you for better or for worse, rich or poor, rich, you know, that, and sickness and all the different things, right? Yeah. I didn't do that saying, "I'm going to do this if you love me back." Right, right. I did this and I said, "Hey, I'm going to do this regardless of what you do." That's right. And then Trisha took the same you know covenant and said, "I'm going to do this regardless of what you do," right? Which I'm very glad for, <laughs> right? Because you know when I'm a bonehead, I'm like, "Hey, man, you got to love me anyway." Right. Um, but that's that. That's the concept: is men men serve, and what you're saying is men don't serve when it's to their Advantage. Correct. Men don't serve just when it's good for them. Men don't serve when it, you know, fits their schedule. Right. Men serve, right, when the need is there. That's right. Right. And so, um, I just went recently and uh, had a, a friend of a friend, right, who, uh, you know, was struggling with a, a particular uh, physical ailment, and they had to move. And so, um, Parker, my second son, and I, he's he's a friend of them. Um, we showed up to help them move, right. And just the idea of there were a ton of men. Um, not there, mm-hmm. that could have been there, that should have been there, that weren't there, um, that you know, is it? It was a Saturday, and I'm sure you know some of them were playing golf or spending right. time with their family or doing whatever. But the idea that men serve others when the need arises, that you car you literally learn to carve out time to put others ahead of yourself. That's the concept of manhood that you want to get across to young men,
1: right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I that I have written down here is that is that pride kills humility. Yep. But serving others builds it.
0: Serving others builds
1: it. Right. That at the end of the day, like if I if I see no job is below me that that I actually have I have a duty to be able to do anything that is asked of me, whether it's stopping at the side of the road or picking up a sock or picking up the dog poop in the backyard. Right. Like there is no job that that I stand above saying I'm too good for that. Yep. Um, that, that's not what true manhood is, right? It's seeing the need that, that, that is there uh, and, then, and then running into it yeah. uh, and actually performing that task or s- speaking those words as we talked about last time.
0: Yeah, it makes me think, I've got um, one of my wife's cousins, uh, Jason, was going through seminary uh, and he needed a job while he was going through seminary. So he, he worked at uh, Costco uh, and I remember him coming over one time and he was talking to the kids and I'm like, well, what, you know, what do you do at Costco and everything? And he's like, well, uh, primarily I clean toilets. Mm. <laughs> and they were like, what? He's like, well, that that's, you know, I'm the guy behind, right, you know, stocking shelves and cleaning toilets and doing all the grunt work, right? right. And they were so amazed, right, that a guy who's going through seminary that's going to be a pastor, right, and it's like, why wouldn't you do something like, you know, cleaner and nicer and better and everything? He's like, I need, job that, I need a job, right, that, that fits my schedule, so I'm in class all day, so I need to work right. at night, right, and I need to, you know, and so it was just kind of the, there's nothing beneath me. right? I just need a job that, you know, makes some money, right? I don't need a Uh, You know, a job that, you know, does this and everything. I don't need a job with a particular title. I don't need this, whatever I mean, But I'm willing to clean toilets because God's called me to something. I need to get that job done. That's right. And I think that's the concept that you're talking about, right, is so many men have this particular pride, right, that maybe they've reached a level of, you know, hey, do you know who I am? Right. Right. And it's like, yeah, but do you know the job that needs to be done? Yeah. Right. That's the concept, right? I don't care who you are, what title's behind or in front of your name. The idea of a man is that he's willing to serve others even if it costs him
1: something. That's right. Well, and, the, and the hard thing, I think, too, is the fact that within our culture, like uh, especially here in the West, our kids are growing up with a great sense of entitlement, right? I, I mean, they think that everything should be given to them. Right. Um, and I think, I think the power of seeing men who say, well, this, I actually have to work for these things. But not only do I have to work for these things, but nothing is below me. Um, I, I can and will do anything that serves others for the good of others, not for the good of myself. And I think that kind of that mentality and I think that modeling that kind of behavior for our boys is so, so important uh, because it just like I said, it kills the pride element. It kills the entitlement whenever you see men who act out uh, just out of out of self out of, I don't know, I don't even know the words that I'm looking for, but they just act out of a place that says, um, it's not about me. Uh, It's about how I make others feel and how how I can bless others with what I have.
0: Yeah. And I I think, I mean, we don't really realize how dangerous pride is, right? I can't remember who said, you know, pride is the only poison that's good for you when swallowed. Mm. I love that concept. But When when scripture literally says that God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, think about that. Right. If you go back and and you got to go back Old Testament God. Right. Because sometimes New, New Testament God, as we see him right in the person of Jesus, we don't get the full effect of right what he stands against because we we see him in an embodiment kind of, you know, laying out, here's what it means to be a man. And here's what it means to walk as a human. And here's what, you know, here's what it means to really love the Lord. Right. But we go back to the Old Testament and you really see a a better picture, I think, that we can, you know, visualize. Right. Right. I always say, you know, the Old Testament's there to kind of help us visualize things. Um, But you see when God is opposed to the proud, right, what he does to those who are opposed to him. Right. And, yeah. the, and the concept is, is, I mean, he destroys him quick and that's furious. Right. right? Like, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's it's a it would make a great movie. Right. Right. I mean, you know, we, we love those superhero movies about, you know, here's the bad guy. And how do we destroy him? And what God is saying is, right. I oppose the proud. Right. Right. So if you have pride in you that that there's something about you that's unwilling to serve the needs of others. Right. That that there's a job too low for you to do that. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's not my sock. I'm not picking it up. Right. If, if that's what's welling up in you. Right. As a young person and you don't begin to prune that and begin to cut that away, mm-hmm. right? then you're going to be that 40-year-old proud individual, that 60-year-old proud individual that I think a lot of people see as like successful because they have a lot of stuff. Right. right. But what they don't understand is they don't have community because they don't have people around them because nobody wants to be around a proud person. Right. Nobody wants to be around a self-centered person person
1: that's right
0: and the only people that you can get to be around you right are people who want stuff that you have that's right you know what yep. I mean so oh, hey, I got a lot of money okay great well what are you gonna do you're gonna find people who want your money right they don't want you that's right right in fact they'd rather you die so they can have your money without you <laughs> and so that that idea is you don't want to be that person I was uh, I was just listening to um, um, a report on this this study that Harvard did um, it's a 75 year study right the longest study of, of you know people um that has been a part they you know started with like two, over 200 men hmm. and they began to look at them you know and just said what makes a man um you know happy and healthy mm-hmm. right and they said their 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 um you know takeaway after 75 years of studying men so that they're, they're studying not only the men but their children and their grandchildren because they started in like 1936 wow um, and they studied both successful people, right? It was in Boston, right? People who were at Harvard and people who were in inner city Boston, and the results for the same were, were the same for both groups, right? And what made them happy as they got to the end of their life was the relationships that they had developed, right? Right, the amount of community and the intenseness of those relationships, the closeness of those relationships, and they said the amount of money that they had had nothing to do with their happiness. That's right. Right. In fact, sometimes it was inverse. Right The more money you had, the less happy you were. because <laughs> yeah. the more problems you have, yeah, right? And the more the more destruction you had left in your wake. And so the the concept right, of men serve others, right? This mentality that you're beginning to to give to a young person is, right? Um, you see other people as valuable and important. That's and true. what happens is, Right, other people then want to be around you. That's right. Because you make them feel valuable and important because that's how you see them, that's how you treat them. Right. And it's really a it's it's weird, right? Men serve others and it's it's really a benefit to yourself. That's not why you do it. That's right, right. But you think about that as a life given to the service of others ends up making your life valuable because other people want to be around you. Right. right? Zig Ziglar made a whole career that's right. right about simply saying that over and over again. Right. If you want to be successful, how do you do it? You help other be su- people be successful. Mm-hmm. Boom. You know, pay a hundred dollars. There's a ticket. Have a Zig Ziglar book. Right. Right. His whole life and ministry in the workplace was about that particular principle is about serving others. Right. And that, that's that's a great principle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, at the end of the day, like we look at the life of Jesus and that's that's what he did. Right. He, he came he came to serve. He, he was pretty, pretty obvious about that. But but you see the following that. Right. He didn't have anything to give anybody. Uh, monetarily or possession-wise, right? But people flocked to him because he was constantly serving. Yeah, it's crazy, because
0: Flipping Stewart talks about, right, he didn't come to be served, right. but to serve, right? And, you, I mean, you take that concept, right? He's, he's the king, right? He's the king of kings, mm-hmm. the lord of lords, right? He's, he's literally the son of God. He is the creator, right? And he comes to earth, and what does he do as his ministry? He serves others. That's right. Right. So no matter what position, right? I mean, you know. Doesn't get any
1: higher than that one. Doesn't get any
0: higher than that one, right? So I don't care if you're CEO of whatever you are. right? right. You're still not the king of kings and lord of lords. That's right. So if he can come and he can serve others, right, and that can be your example and that can be your model, then what would you do, right? God obviously wants you to do the same thing that he did, right, and that is to serve others. So, what what does it look like when when you talk to young people about this principle, mm-hmm. right? What is it that they walk away with as, as kind of their their action step that you give them?
1: Yeah, I, I think I think the first one that that I I want them I want them to take notice of those that serve them first. Oh, that's a good one. I, I think if they can to, to your point of like uh, of building relationships, like they need to see and have an eye for who are the people around me that are serving uh, that. That I don't even notice, uh, and, and so a lot of it goes back into speaking truth of like, who do I need to say thank you to? Love that. Who do I actually need to show appreciation to for all the all the unsaid things and all the all the things that I don't normally take notice of, uh, but that happen every single day around me, uh, and so I think just taking notice of first and foremost like the people that are serving you, and then to your point, trying to trying to emulate that. To a certain extent, to model that, or or even I, I'll just say to the boys, like, hey, just pick one person in your family this week, and and do your best to serve them in any way possible, right? If it's your brother or sister, then take their chores for the week and just see what happens. See how that changes your relationship with them, and, and then pick somebody new the next week, right? But I think just having a game plan of, okay, who is the person that I want to I want to I want to put put in my crosshairs to serve just out of my way, go out of my way to serve that person Yeah, I wanna, and just see I what wanna, that happens. Okay. So
0: I want to go back to the, those who serve you, mm-hmm. right? I think that's a, that's a huge part to, to stop and to think about and then to just walk through your day, mm-hmm. right? And, and, you know, have a little mental note, right? I mean, you, you got your phone, right? Pull yeah. out your notes on your totally. phone and just start start typing in the names, right? And here's the thing, maybe you don't even know the names, right right you don't even know the names of the of the people like we've we've got uh, people who uh serve us food that's right, right. cuz you know we work at a school and there's a there's a great lunch program uh getting to know the names of the people who are there every day serving you mm-hmm. and, and and by the way when when they're not there serving you and you're you're having to make food <laughs> on your own at home and everything that's and right. you realize yeah. man they do such an incredible job. Um, actually, we, we have a great story because um, I remember we, we were, you know, eating lunch together, uh-huh. and uh, and I was telling Gabe how incredible the Brussels sprouts were, <laughs> <laughs> right? I seriously, and and I don't know if you like Brussels sprouts or not, right? But like the greatest Brussels sprouts ever, ever, right? Are are made right at the particular place that we work. And it's I just because they're they're just so bacon, bacon grease. I know, and, I know. And, yeah. But but so Gabe, who's, who you had never tried a Brussels sprout, never right? had a Brussels sprout in my life. And I just said, hey, listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna try a Brussels sprout, these are the best ever, right? And so you tried one. What happened?
1: I tried one and 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 it got in my mouth, and that's about as far as it got, because uh, it quickly quickly exited. Very shortly after, it was probably the most disgusting thing I've ever. There had. you go. So, <laughs> so, Gabe does not like Brussels sprouts. <laughs> we we learned that. But in
0: but in understanding that, right, the idea of people serving you, right, and um, and them doing right their job to take care of you, the people who are cleaning, you know, your your bathroom, the people who mm-hmm. are taking care of your yard. I don't care what it is, right. Everybody has people around them um that serve them that make their life better right i mean if, if, if you think from a from a large scale right you've got people who are in the service that's right. right they're in the military you got people who are in the service industry right they're you know at hotel chains and different things like that so when we go places there are people who serve us i mean there's even names for those things right mm-hmm. we got you know police officers first responders right firemen all the right what if what if we you know, had our, our uh, call to action this week be, right, pay attention to the people who serve you and then pick one, right, and let them know how much you appreciate that. Yeah. Right. Not only do you want to be a person who serves, but there are people who serve and you want to be an appreciator of that. Absolutely. right. You don't serve to get the appreciation, so they're not doing it to get that either, right? They're not there to get your appreciation. They're, th- they're there because they're doing their job and they want to serve and they want to do it well. But to give somebody appreciation when they're not looking for it, when that's not their goal, is such an incredible benefit to them, such an incredible ministry to them. And I think whatever it is, you find somebody who serves you, right, and you bless them in some way. You pay attention to that and you point it out. That's our call to action for this week. Find somebody who serves you, right, pay attention to them, and let them feel like they're valuable. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training4manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.